the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's a difference between being a fan of Jesus and being a disciple of Jesus. There's a fine line between being that fan of Jesus and being a real disciple. A fan of Jesus is somebody who gets really, really excited, kind of like what, we, what we're doing with the Lions these days. All of a sudden, everybody's a Lions fan. Please. You weren't a Lions fan a year ago. Two years ago, you weren't. Anyway. People get really excited. When you're a fan, you get really excited. And you may believe in Jesus. You believe in him and you're excited about him at times. At times when, you, when Jesus is doing really, really good things in your life, you want to be a fan of Jesus. You want to be a believer. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? is the bigger question. There's a lot of people who believe in Jesus, but they don't remain with Jesus. And there's people who remain with Jesus, but they really actually don't believe in Jesus. To be a disciple, you have to have both. You've gotta be a believer in Jesus, but you have to remain with Jesus. The word remain or abide or stay in the gospel today is like four or five times. Just that word. As Jesus is picking his disciples, that word remain is in the gospel. To remain, to stay, to abide. That's what it means, my brothers and sisters, to actually be a disciple. There's more to just remaining with Jesus. What does it mean to remain with Jesus? How do I remain with him? Well, the very first step of remaining as a disciple, we have to ask ourselves, what is the word disciple even mean? What does it mean to, be, to, to actually have that, that, that title, a disciple of Jesus? Disciple simply means a student. A follower. Well, what does a student do? What is the first thing that a student does? Somebody tell me. Huh? They study. They study. Now, ask my mom and my dad. I was not a studious person, okay? If you would have told me, like, pick up a book, I would have taken the book and thrown it at you, okay? Hated books. Did not like books. But... When I got to know Jesus, when I got to actually have a taste of him, I was hungry. I was so hungry, I started reading books. I was like, something's wrong with me. Something's, something's seriously wrong with me. I'm reading books. When I got to know Jesus, it wasn't even a question. Should I read a book or not? I just picked up every single book that was thrown at me and I just started eating it up like a harana. Just started eating it up. Why? 
Because once the disciples today, they hear from John the Baptist about Jesus and who Jesus is, that's when, they're say, that's when they say to themselves, okay, we're going to go follow this guy. Well, what do they learn about Jesus? What is it that John says about Jesus today? He says, this is the Lamb of God. For us, we're like, what does a lamb got to do? Khuzli? What is he talking about? Khuzli? What does a lamb got to do with this? That's the first thing that a Chaldean's mind goes to is Khuzli, right? For a Jew at that time, the very first thing that their mind goes to when they hear the Lamb of God is they know that the center of their worship, the whole center of a Jewish worship is revolved around offering a lamb on behalf of their sins to God. So that the lamb would be slaughtered on behalf of their sins. It would make atonement for their sin. Now, John the Baptist is saying, this man is the lamb of God. And they're learning who Jesus is. How many of us today, we don't even know what that means, the lamb of God, until I just explained it. Well, let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, you're not going to be able to grow as a disciple of Jesus. You will only remain a fan believing in him until you, beget, until you get to know him, until you get to understand. Your faith is seeking understanding. You cannot, this is, this is no longer the, back in the day when mom and dad just said, because. We believe in Jesus because we believe in Jesus. It, it's not enough. The human heart wants to understand. It wants to make sense. We want it to, 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 to click. We want it to be logical. We are logical beings. And without that part of my faith being fed, without my mind being enlightened and, and, and growing, there's no way I'm going to be able to have greater faith in him. And so, yes, I can come to church, I can be a fan of Jesus, I can be here, but am I actually here? Am I seeking, am I hungry to learn? So, to be a, a, a disciple is somebody who wants to study. Somebody who wants to learn. Jesus asks a very, very simple question today, and it's so deep. And I want us all to really ask ourselves this question today. It's very simple. He says, when they come to him, he says, the very first thing he says to them, he doesn't say, hi, my name is Jesus. I'm the son of Mary and Joseph and this and that. And, you know, do you go to, you know, um, Shenandoah or do you go to Penis or, nope. He says, what do you seek? What do you seek? What do you desire? What is it that I desire? Wow. That, that question we can probably spend the rest of our lives thinking about. What is it that I actually really want? I mean, underneath all of the, well, I, I want a nicer house and I want a nicer car and I want, a nicer, I want better friends and I, and I want better health and I want better this and I want better that. Underneath all of that, why do I even want those things? What do I actually really want? What is it that I'm actually desiring? Well, how you know what you want is very simple. Look at what is it that's consuming your desires today. What is it that you're desiring today is going to tell you. What is it that's, that's 
consuming you that, that you don't have rest because of, what desires and what things in your life are you obsessing over right now? That says what you desire. That says what you really desire. What is it that I'm obsessing about? And if it's not about Jesus, if I don't have a strong desire to get to know him, to love him, and to serve him, then guess what? Like we heard in the very first reading, God just keeps saying, I am God and there is no other God besides me. The idols that you're worshiping, they're dead. There's nothing there. You're worshiping something that is dead. It has no life. How many of us today have idols? And actually, as humans, because of our broken condition as sinners, we all have idols. What is an idol? It's something that you idolize. It's something that you put before God. It's something that you obsess about. But it's something that never actually satisfies. It's an idol. It's dead. It's hollow inside. Has nothing there. How many of us today are idolizing something in our life that's keeping me away from studying and getting to know my Jesus? It's pulling me away from falling deeply in love with Jesus. Because I'm deeply in love with right now the lions. That's what I'm in love with. That's what I'm obsessed over. I mean, I'll spend my money gambling over the lions. And I'll spend hours and hours listening to ESPN and telling me all about how the, the whole entire game works. And who the players are and who the coach is and who is this and who is that. I'll do that for hours on end. That's okay, fine. But to get to know Jesus, to study my faith. And if you think that you know your faith, every time you think you know something about the faith, there's trillions more to know. And the only way we're going to know, or the only way we're going to love Jesus and remain with him is knowing him. But I have to get rid of my idols. And now that's not going to be like a one-time thing, like today I'm going to get rid of this, 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 and this, and this, and then I'm going to follow Jesus. No. When we go to Jesus, he helps me let go of my idols. When I'm coming to Jesus, when I'm with him, when I remain with him, when I go to his house and I sit with him, he's the one that gets to actually soften my heart. He's the one, like we heard St. Paul say, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. You know what hardens our hearts, my brothers and sisters? These idols. That's what hardens my heart. That's what makes me stubborn. It's my obsession over my name and my reputation. It's obsession for wanting to be accepted and good enough. It's the obsession with work, constantly working to have a reputation or to, to have nicer things. It's the obsession with materialism. It's the obsession with always wanting to be perfect and right. These, my brothers and sisters, these are the things that consume us and they harden us. They harden our hearts. So that when we come to church, 
or when we hear the priest speaking or preaching, or when Jesus is knocking on my door throughout the week, I harden my heart. Oh, I don't have time. I got to watch the, the lions. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got to do that. We harden our hearts. And then we become completely paralyzed. We become paralyzed. And we cannot move anymore by those idols that harden me. And we become so uh, uh, callous and dry. And we don't want to pray. And we don't wanna, we're, not, we're not attracted to holy things. People say, why don't you pick up your Bible? Why don't you pray? Oh, I don't want to pray. Come on. What is praying going to do for me? Why? Well, that's because your heart is wired towards your idol. Your mind and your heart is on your idol. And whatever that idol might be. That's why you're not attracted to anything holy right now. What you're attracted seeking, what you're desiring, has nothing to do with God right now. This, my brothers and sisters, is what is brewing in the heart of every single one of us. What is it that I'm desiring? What is it that I'm hungry for that's hardening my heart, that's keeping me away from Jesus? You can be here today, which is beautiful that you're here. But what's hardening my heart today? Maybe I'm suspicious of Jesus. Maybe I'm unsure of Jesus. Is he even real? Is, is this all a story? And if it is, if it's not a story, I mean, if it's real, then why does Jesus let young people die? Maybe I'm angry with God. Maybe that's what's hardening my heart. Maybe I'm idolizing myself right now because I think I know better than God. What is it today, and I want us all to really deeply just reflect on this. What is it that's hardening my heart, that's becoming my idol? What is, what is my idol today that's taking me away from Jesus? Now, Ba'utha is tomorrow, actually. And Ba'utha is supposed to be a time where we do a, a, a detox. How many of you guys have ever done like one of those like 24-hour or whatever fasts where you just don't eat anything for 24 hours and you just drink water? Okay, this is like the new thing, okay? Um, that's great. On a physical level, that's great to, to detox. But Ba'utha is more than just a body detox. Ba'utha is a soul detox. It's to break my hardness of heart, to detach me from my idol. That is what Ba'utha is all about. It's repentance. It's actually making a change that's uncomfortable. Today, when we see the disciples, they leave John, by the way, who they've been following for years. They're comfortable with John. Their whole entire life shifts. They've got to go follow this guy who they don't even know. They barely even know his name. And they've got to follow this guy now. Their whole entire life changes. There is a cost, my brothers and sisters, to following Jesus. There is a cost that is uncomfortable. Ba'utha tomorrow should not be comfortable. If you're, if you're having like fish kadi dinners and you're loving it, <laughs> you kind of defeat the purpose of, of Ba'utha. I'm not saying don't eat, okay? But what I'm saying is 
Ba'utha needs to make me feel uncomfortable to soften my heart. If my fast is not softening my heart, and if my fast is not making me more attracted to God, then I need to be focused on the prayer aspect of Ba'utha. Many of us only focus on the food aspect of Ba'utha. Yep, I did it for three days. But did you pray throughout that three days? Did you turn to God at all? Did you come to the prayers? Did you come to the meditations? Do you know anything about it? No. But I did it, Abuna. Three days. I don't need nothing. But your, was your heart softened? So the next three days, I want you, before you enter Ba'utha, do not fast until you do this. What is your idol that is consuming your heart, that is taking you away from Jesus, I want that to be your motivation through Ba'utha. You have to have a goal for your fast. It has to be intentional. You can't just fast for no reason. There's got to be a goal behind your fast. So what is my fast going to be all about the next three days? What is my idol that I need to detox from to soften my heart, to give me that motivation to be with Jesus, to be a disciple of Jesus. And then, after the three days of Ba'utha, you're going to be like, wow. It's not going to just be a physical thing. It's going to be a spiritual renewal. And you're going to really, truly feel that connection, that intimacy with him. So today, are we fans or are we disciples?